0: Hello and welcome to The Swim Brief. We are having absolutely no technical difficulties whatsoever. Everything is going really smoothly. All the people that are supposed to be here are here for this podcast. We've got it 100% under control. Right, Eric?
1: Absolutely. Tip top shape.
0: Everything is great. Everything is great. Everything is grand. We are doing the podcast today that we teased quite a while ago. Um, and the format of it has, has changed a little bit. Um, assistant producer, Trevor contributed, uh, a little bit to the formation of what we're actually going to do here. Um, so essentially what we're going to do as an excuse to talk more about David Popovich, but also for me to revel in swimming history, flex your nerd you're going to do, that's right. I want to flex my nerd muscles. And continue the tradition of doing stuff on this podcast that's interesting to me. And I don't really care if anyone else finds it interesting. It's interesting to me and I would like to record it and see what other people think. So um, it is going to be a Best Junior Swimmers podcast. Now, what format is that going to take? Arbitrarily, you'll see when we get to the first decade, that's right, we're going decade by decade. You'll see why we started because I just really had somebody that I wanted to include in this podcast. And so honestly, we made an arbitrary cutoff so that we could include a discussion of that person. So it is the best junior swimmer of every decade, male and female. From 1960 on, and I, of course, the decades are divided 1960 to 69, 70 to 79, etc., etc. And how are we defining who's a junior and who's not? We're using the current FINA rules for who is a junior. And so for anyone listening to this who's not sure how um, the international governing body of swimming decides who's a junior, it is based on your year of birth okay as a male you can compete as a junior up until the year the last year that you have eligible is the year that you turn 18. so the year that you turn 19 even if you're not 19 yet and i think this is unfamiliar to u.s audiences because we use a different system even though you're not 19 yet you cannot compete in FINA junior events okay for female swimmers it's the year that you turn um, 17 is your last year. So they've offset those by a year. It actually used to be offset by two years um, and it used to be only a two year window. And there's actually is a a, it's not really going to be a factor in what we're discussing here. There's a minimum age for juniors um, and that's the year you turn 15 for male swimmers and the year you turn 14 for female swimmers. So, yes, I mean, somebody can check my birthday math, but in the process of coming up with this list, I did check what year everybody was born to see whether they were eligible for my made up collection of um, junior rankings. Eric uh, is not as into swimming history as me. He has promised that he will make witty interjections and help me at the end. He's gonna take some notes. So when we get to the end, we're gonna decide we're going to at least have a discussion about how these various athletes from various eras compare to one another. Right, Eric, you ready?
1: About as ready as I could be.
0: <laughs> so let's just get started. Let's get into the list. Cause you know, as I said earlier, I'm so excited to do the first decade. We got 1960 to 1969 and my top junior swimmer of that decade is None other than Don Sholander. That's right. Don Sholander. I know um, there's probably a lot of Don Sholander fans like me out there. He was the first man to ever swim under two minutes in long course in the 200 free. He did that as a junior swimmer, and he took the world record all the way from two minutes down to 157. Um, so really uh, remarkable accomplishment you might say he sort of was the Popovic of his day Um, he was also an Olympic champion in the 100 free um, 200 free Uh, he had a really strong 400 freestyle as well and um, you know he just really um, I think the best way to compare this is if Popovic Actually, uh, this maybe is hinting at the comparison later. Of course, Popovich to beat him doesn't have to lower the world record by three seconds. I mean, that that was a little bit easier to do, I think, in 1960 than it is today. But still, in my math, in the Chris DeSantis math that we're not going to get into in this podcast, I would say it'd be like if Popovich lowered the tuner freestyle world record by a full second while he's still a junior swimmer. Um, that's that's the scale of what we're talking about with Don Scholander. And yes, that is he is the one athlete. That is the sole reason why I wanted to start this <laughs> in 1960. I just happen to be a giant Don Scholander swimming fan. There's a great story. I'm not going to tell it here on the podcast, but if you um, hunt down on the Internet, you can find a great story about Don Scholander um, and a little bit of game gamesmanship with the French world record holder in the hundred free, Elaine Godvalis, um, in the bathroom prior to racing the hundred free. Um, so Eric, any commentary on, on Don Schollander?
1: No, I think it's, I mean, not nothing really controversial. I mean, it's, it's hard to understand the scale with which you created inside your head about the dropping the current world record by a second, I think you need to give Popovich just a little bit more wiggle room. We are talking about a super suited world record. So I think maybe even just breaking the 200 free record, this would definitely be an equivalent, taking it down three seconds back in the 60s versus Popovich. Breaking a suited record would be a bit more appropriate, but um, no, I think I, I, I appreciate you nerding out on this one. And, um, you know, it's, it's not every day that that name gets thrown around. I'd be curious to see if any of your swimmers, uh, would oh, definitely know yeah. my swimmers,
0: but some of them listen to this podcast and that is why, one of the reasons I'm talking about it, because I want them to learn about Don Sholin. And, and that's so, why I'm here um, too,
1: because I, I don't, I don't nerd out on sixties competitive swimming, uh, as much as some
0: bonus points. Bonus points to anybody in Jersey Wahoo's senior group who comes and talks to me about Don Sholander. Um, Okay, female category. We have Debbie Meyer. She was a triple Olympic champion while she was still junior eligible. Um, 200, 400, 800 free, sort of like the Katie Ledecky of her time, um, Debbie Meyer. And actually she was the first swimmer to be a triple Olympic gold medalist in swimming. Um, Now, you know, there, there's a caveat to that, right? In that, you know, the event sets were a little bit more limited in different eras. So, you know, it it wasn't necessarily as possible, Um, but she was um, really fast for her time, really, really dominant. And she did it at a young age. And I should say, I mean, I think one of the challenges of putting this list together, Eric, and and you you don't need to be a swim nerd to think about this, is, um, you know, for any given decade, you can find one, maybe two, if it's like a really good decade, three male swimmers that were junior age eligible that are world class. And so it's pretty like short list yeah. that you just have to compare those two to each other. When you get into the female swimmers, every decade there's like ten, fifteen, really, really good junior age eligible female swimmers that, you know, you have to at least consider for everything like this. And that's a trend that even goes back beyond um beyond the 60s and I think still despite like the rising ages of things it it still carries through to today we still see really really good world-class swimmers from junior aged
1: females and we we will continue to see it um as as the internet has shown us just by sheer uh knowledge that these things are capable at these ages is going to continue to inspire kids to push for these things as we're seeing a lot of in the, in the U S on the junior women's side, just how young the, the national team is becoming, um, over the last year plus.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's go to the next decade. We're going to go 70 to 79, um, for male swimmer, I had Brian Goodell. Okay, then now we're getting in probably some names that a lot more people know, um, at least if you're, uh, you know, around the age, Eric and I, um, you've probably heard and you, you've read anything about, you know, swimming, you, you, you know who Brian Goodell is. But just for context, um, as a junior age swimmer, he was the world record holder in the 400 freestyle and the 1500 and and his 1500 holds up extremely well in a modern context, okay? Um, There's a whole book written essentially about the Olympic final that he won. Um, And, you know, it was because even that Olympic final holds up extremely well today. So, you know, he he gets points both for being very, very good um, in his era, but also good retroactively. I mean you went, I think, three hundred fifty one in the four hundred free in the nineteen seventies, um, which is sort of even in twenty twenty two puts you, I guess, probably just outside um of you know like a decent making it back international level in the four hundred free today. Um and his fifteen hundred free is even closer mm-hmm. than that. And that probably, you know, historically is just an interesting trend for anybody to see which events improve more over time. And whether it's a factor too, I mean, maybe it's not so much about people not improving in the 1500 free, but somebody like Brian Goodell being uh, pretty amazing (laughs) for his time in in the event. I mean, uh, uh, like, I think if you look back one Olympic cycle, the world record is something like 1550 something in the 1500, and it goes almost all the way down to 15 minutes in a span of four years. So that's a giant, giant move um, in this event, and that's why I have to pick Brian Goodell on there. Brian Goodell fan?
1: Yeah, I actually am fortunate enough to sit next to him at the 96 Olympics in Atlanta um, at a final session, which was really kind of wild down there with family as part of like two Christmases and two birthday presents combined, so it was like two years of 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 that. Um, so yeah, just happened to be at a, at one of the the evening sessions. Um, I can't remember. I it was one of the big women's relays that was that was won that night. Um, and yeah, just shooting shooting the bull with with Brian Goodell during the finals, way up in the nose bleeds at, at what is now Georgia Tech. So.
0: Yeah. And he's, he's legendary for that. Right. I mean, I think a lot of people know that they like he's beloved when he's at swim meets and he's doing exactly what you, um, describe He's he's around. Um, okay. The female category, I have to say, this was one of the hardest. Oh, it has to be maybe the hardest on the entire list. And this is probably the first point at which people are going to go. And let me just, let me just say before I, before I read off my name, I did put higher weight on having one extremely good performance over being broadly good at swimming. Um, And so that is what led me to pick Mary T as my top junior swimmer of the 70s decade. That was when she set her first world record in the 200 fly. Um, in a time, you know, that uh, is still quite competitive today. And I think, again, like Goodell, that's something that stands out to me and stands out to a lot of swimming fans um, and makes them remember Mary T. Where this gets controversial is Tracy cockins was also a junior age eligible swimmer in the 1970s. And I think if you're judging by... Um, sort of breadth of ability, Tracy Cockins is a better swimmer um, in terms of, like, overall. Uh, but I put more weight into the strength of one performance, so
1: I went with Mary T. What do you think about that? I mean, it's... it it's your, it's your criteria. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs>
0: but Eric, you're on the podcast to give no, your opinions. I I,
1: I, I, am giving my opinion. You got to have a
0: Mary T versus Tracy Cockins opinion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I look, you look at it and you look at it like in a, in a peak situation and you look at, you know, the longevity of her times and Mary T's best times are still finaling at international meets, uh, which is mind blowing yeah. in and of itself. Um,
0: even her junior times, like her, I think, I don't know that she was still junior eligible. No, I'd have to not with her best when she thing, went the two oh yeah two oh five, but she went two oh seven for sure yeah. as a junior swimmer, it's, it's and that finals. would that would have been in the world champ finals yeah, this yeah. summer. And, yeah,
1: and depending upon depending upon the the way that a, a, a semifinal would would go, I don't I'd have to look at Tokyo to see where she she makes it into that, but definitely right there inside right. you know top ten. Um, yeah, it's I, I I mean I have a soft spot a bit for the Mary T thing too because even though it was after her junior time she she posted some of these amazing times in and around my hometown um, despite your hate for Brown Deer Wisconsin right in Brown Deer Wisconsin yeah at the Schrader YMCA uh, I swam a great many of meets there had some of the best meets and best experiences of my young life at that pool so that's kind of like. It's a, it's a it's a bias that kind of gets thrown in there that you can't right. ignore, uh, but right. you know no fault to Tracy, but
0: <laughs> right. I also wanted to put her on there because um, at one point Brett Hawk was doing a like most dominant swimmer series at some point, and he chose to put. Patria Thomas as an example of a 200 butterflyer, completely ignoring Mary T. So like, that's so you know, weird. let's, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Or maybe, no, maybe it was Susan O'Neill. It probably was Susie O'Neill cause she's a bit better than Patria Thomas, but, um, still, I, I don't think there's a comparison here. The only person in this era that comes anywhere near close was Calkins and Calkins, you know, just to give her one last little mention here. She had five, she won five world titles at age 15. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, like I, I tried my best to not penalize people for winning world titles versus Olympic titles, because a little bit is that, you know, the Olympic only happens four years. So if you're not, you know, at nearing the end of your junior time yeah. at the right a, time, you know, like that, you can't control a sixth that. Six medals right?
1: in a silver in a hundred breasts. So very rare yeah. that you're getting anybody who's on the podium in the Hunter Breast, as well as the 4.00 IM. Yeah. It, it, and,
0: and these are both swimmers that really got screwed by the 1980 Olympic boycott yeah. um, because they were sort of in their prime yeah. right at that moment. Okay. Um, 1980 to 1989. Now the female one for this is also going to get a little bit of spicy. Again, this is one I know is really going to trigger a lot of listeners of this podcast because they're going to start knowing more of the swimmers and they're i think like so many of them are not going to like what i choose but before before we get to that male category um i went with alex bauman the canadian canadian ammer alex bauman and i'll tell you why um again i'm looking at standout performance at a junior eligible age. And Alex Bauman actually had the world record in the 200 IM as a 17 year old in the year that he turned 17. So still with an extra year to go um, in his junior eligibility, he was a world record holder. Um, And I think if you look across this entire list, one of the easiest ways using the methodology of it was just to filter through Like were there any male swimmers setting world records, you know, while they were still junior eligible for the most part, if you could do that, that separated you from the entire pack of, of your decade. Um, because that's extremely hard to do, right? Um, typically the swimmers that set world records are a little bit older than that, especially as time goes by. Um, I I do think Alex Bauman is is there with uh, Don Scholander in terms of there's probably the most people listening to this podcast who have no idea who he is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And yes, for all you IM nerds out there, I did check to see whether Hungarian Tomas Darny was better than Bauman, but Bauman was a better junior swimmer and eventually Darny could have overtook him um, on the senior stage, and they were they were very close to the same age. Okay, now we're getting to the female one. But with now, what d- if, before what I about, answer this, what, Eric, what just
1: what about your uh, your the asterisk from was it South Africa that twelve year old wasn't that? In oh the yeah, 80s no, no, who broke the world? That was nineteen eighty. That- I'm not. I don't know.
0: I'm not challenging him to a fight or anything because I've seen his Wikipedia photo, but. <laughs> And I'm I'm terrified, but I just do not believe that a South African 12 year old in 1980 swam 10 seconds faster than any American 12 year old has by 2022. It It is not I just don't think it happened. Um, nobody managed. I guess I didn't contact Craig Lord directly. Hopefully, Craig's still out there somewhere, you know, um, he's he's got to be able to we need Craig to weigh in on this. OK, and just. Back me up here, Craig, and let, let people know that this is not a real thing that happened. Um, you've got the legacy of Nick Theory, and um, you've know you got to carry it on and settle this, because literally it doesn't seem like anybody else knows what happened. Okay, we're going to get to this female one. Now, Eric, before I just want to like m- milk the maximum amount of tension out of this one, when you think of great... 14 to 17 year old swimmers in the 1980s. What are some names that come from the United States? What are some names that come to mind to you? You think like, okay, Chris is about
1: to announce- The this. 80s? Like, what, what could, what could- I it mean, be? there's, I don't know. It's that one. Can you think of one? Janet, you know, just thinking off the top of my oh, yeah, head.
0: Janet Evans, she was, yeah, she, she was pretty good, she right? Was good, but I
1: don't, I like, guess just a matter, I can't remember when like how old she was at her peak powers, right? Um, and it seemed like it was probably a touch after. Yeah, it was just, she was just outside of that, I guess, picking nits um, in 88. So, but that's, yeah.
0: So Janet Evans was pretty amazing. And this was another one. This was like a cockins Mary T level, uh, debate, internal debate for me. But ultimately what I landed on was Dara Torres. Really Dara Torres. Now anybody that studies swimming history, if you are like me and you study like records or you're ever looking at those like old school, you know, are um, you looking for old times in like a nag top 100 national age group top 100 or something if you do that kind of research because you have a some similar obsession to me you stumble across some dara torres times and you do not believe what you see because again somebody that was way 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 ahead of their time she was a world record holder in the 50 the year she turned 17. and to me okay i think it is easier to be world dominant in a distance event when you're a teenager in the women's category historically we've just seen a lot more than that more of that than to to name name me one other you know, world record holding female in the 50 free. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to listen to this and go like, oh, you totally missed... Uh, I I feel pretty good about this one. Since Dara Torres, okay? L- like, break down that list. Um, she was absolutely incredible for her time. Undoubtedly, again, e- Evans overall better you know she had a, a a wider event set and you're right like a lot of those results for evans kind of straddle the 17 18 line like she had a lot of really good results as an 18 year old where she's just sort of passed eligible for what we're considering here but she did have three world records i think while she was still eligible so this is the one that i think people because two, most of the nerds, in my opinion, are distance biased. So they're, they're going to be Evans fans. Um, am I a little sprint biased? I'll leave that to the listener to decide. But I went with Torres on this one. You are you are you. I I just <laughs> you just know, squirming man. uncomfortably just, in your I seat. Know. I
1: mean, I guess you're talking about again. You're talking about peak powers, and you're talking about kind of that apex style of swim in having a having the 50 free world record at 17 um, is it's a it's a it's a power play card that like gets really hard to even you know consider topping that. Um, you know, yeah. for me, I look. I mean, yeah, it's that is a. I, I, yeah. You're looking. You're coming off of a time of where, still the, the drug sheets are ahead of everything. Everything in science. So we don't know right. what, what was going on with her. Not to imply anything with that, but just thinking about coming off of, you know, East Germany and everything else that was coming around the, the late '80s and early '90s. Um, that it it is a very impressive swimming situation. I just, just Janet Evans, man. I mean. Just those, just pure dominance at that time.
0: Yeah. Uh, I am, I'm just reading here. She did set, so her 800 free record, which was just a bonkers swim, um, that was post, that was post juniors. That was 1989 when she went 816, which was a world record for 19 19 years. Yeah. So that was a record for 19 years. Um, Her 1500 free, she did actually set while she was eligible for that one. And that one took until Kate Ziegler broke it, probably wearing a suit 19 years later.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Because it's 2007. So, I mean, I don't know, but we're sort of in that range. Yeah,
1: I guess you can argue a 50 over a 1500 in terms of where the, the degree of difficulty is right there. And just thinking about the, you know, what we know about biology and the ability for that aerobic yeah. monster thing versus like the 50, which, you know, you are, you are. I don't know. Am I, am I talking myself
0: out of this, Eric? I'm you, feeling, I'm feeling worse so about my you decision still, yeah, now that I just read I don't that off. I
1: feel bad about your decision, but just, I mean, cause it, it is, it's like, where do you then place weight in terms of how long, how long did that 50 live versus, I mean, the fact that you had to wait for, a potentially suited kate ziegler to be able to take that record down um you know that's starts to get a little closer to a coin flip at at the very least uh i'm i'm changing my list on the okay janet
0: Zardera, you're out you're out i believed in you until I really fully considered Janet Evans' resume, and then I came back to my senses and realized that Janet Evans is the best junior swimmer of 1980 to 1989. All right, let's get to 1990 and 1999. Again, as we get more recent, these names are going to get more familiar, I think, to most people, and the the men's one. Once we get into these, the rest of these eras, like I think anybody who thinks about this for more than five minutes is going to be able to come up with the men's ones. Although the 2010 to 2019 one was a little bit interesting. However, 1990 to 1999, it has got to be Ian Thorpe. No, no question about it. Um, his performances, he had a world record um, in the 200 and 400 free at, at before, before he turned 18. And his uh level of performance in those was just absolutely bonkers um, Hunter wasn't and bad I
1: think, either. no, 15, and I think 15. that
0: four I, I I didn't fully research this, so I apologize, but I think that four hundred free has only been beaten by beaten by a suit, suited beaterman so um you know some of that i and I don't know if that four hundred free was the actual world record is after, but he was also like really kind of at the peak of his powers at age 17 or so or even the year I think was the Sydney Olympics. Now I need to look this up. Was he 18 at the Sydney Olympics or not? Um, Good question. So he he was eight. Yeah. He was an 82 birthday. So if you think about the Sydney Olympics, Ian Thorpe, he was still a junior eligible swimmer at that meet. When he was the best swimmer in the entire world. So. I don't know how you can beat that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, That's
1: a lot. That's
0: That's about as good as it gets. Um, All right. Female. This is a little bit. um, Like some of these other ones here. We talk about it as a timeless. Performance. I have Hungary's. Christina Uh Egger-Zegi. Yes. She had a world record in the 100 and 200 backstroke. She lowered the 200 backstroke record by two full seconds um, as a junior swimmer, and that lasted as the world record in the 200 back for 17 years. So fast. Like, people kind of forget that, like, I feel like, now the 90s is becoming the most underrated swimming decade or even some of this 80s stuff where you just go like, how many world records do we have that are that old right now? Um, there was some stuff that that was really timeless in terms of performance. Um, and this was certainly, certainly one of them. Um, the 100 doesn't stand up as well because she was just sort of just just at a minute, we have so many people that can break a minute now, but she's two oh six and the two back. Um and that still really holds up quite well in twenty twenty two. All right.
1: I don't have an argument for that one at all. Like I don't even know no, who, no. you can't even really come after. You got a good me. smile on your face when I said because yeah, that's a back-stroke. backstroker you were like Yeah, it's like yeah. when a backstroker can get on this list and, and get it on in, in a way that there's it's it's almost a foolproof argument at, at that point
0: yeah um, yeah it's true it's harder it's a little bit harder when you're a stroke specialist I think you know like you gotta be like a Mary T or you gotta do something that um, really stands out at the front because you you may not necessarily be that good in an IM or a freestyle yeah. event um, alright 2000 to 2009 Again, this was, as like I said, you don't have to think about these for, for a very long time. Male swimmer, Michael yeah. Phelps, okay? Michael Phelps, um, just for anyone that needed a refresher on a um, Michael Phelps resume, he had a world record in the 200 fly when he was 15 years old. And over the course of the time when he would have been junior eligible, he also set the world record in the 400 IM and the 200 IM. And that 200 IM was quite an old record, Um when he broke it i, I believe it was seven in the finisher who had had it um for at least a decade at that point and uh it was one of those that you know seemed like maybe it was like an evans world record that people were just gonna have a really hard time coming up against it and he just kind of busted through it and then just you know ran changed the standard in that event so hard um over the course of his career and of course um yeah, I mean, was just um, 2004 Olympics. I guess would have been his sort of t- 2000 for Thorpe, um, where he's still um, junior eligible age, and he's just you know crushing people.
1: Yeah, um, revolutionized long course swimming in a, in a lot of ways. In um, I mean, the underwater situation had been happening for quite some time and you had talked about in the past but him taking that to the 200 and the 400 it just just proving how much the human being is capable of at, at some of these races and just it's it's yeah. exciting because it's inspired some of the people that hopefully if this list gets you know keeps going, you're going to see some of those names that were probably inspired by these, by these swims. We're seeing the videos because chances are some of those kids haven't really existed or been in swimming long enough yet. But,
0: well, Popovich was born in 2004, yeah. I think. Or, yeah, I think 2004. Um, so I don't think he, I don't think he saw Athens. Probably watched great footage his parents had <laughs> on a
1: VHS or something.
0: Uh, all right. Female this is a challenging one. Um, this is almost. Uh, it was it was a weird decade is all is all I have to say. Um, and ultimately, I went with Katie Hoff. Um, so two two swimmers from the same club program, best junior swimmers of that decade. Um, you know, Katie Hoff was a triple gold winner at the World Championships when she was 16 years old. Um, So, you know, I think, um, and even she's probably sort of written a whole book around this topic, like she didn't have the Olympic performance that, you know, like the expectation, I think, that had been put on her. Um, But she actually... Bounced back and did extremely well a year later, and it's not remembered as much because it, you know, didn't count as an Olympic year or whatever. Um, But I, I don't put that kind of weight on stuff, and I think um, she was really amazing. The only other swimmer I could find that was sort of anywhere in Hoff's stratosphere. Uh, for this time period would be Dagny Knudsen. Um, but she just didn't have she didn't she didn't have a resume. She had that she had a A A sort of high end level performance, but she did not have anywhere near the full breadth of she the resume.
1: Also, yeah, she also was never given a chance, but we won't get that far into no, it. No, and
0: that's that's what that's what, that, that's, that's why I feel like I gotta situation. include her on yeah, it because it's gotta be kind of yeah. like
1: also ran. It's gotta be like
0: if not for you know, uh, a completely reckless human being messing with her life. Maybe she is a little bit closer to Hoff in this. And, and you know, I think she's just got to be one of the most spectacular swimmers of that age I've ever seen. Um, and, but just never quite, the results aren't there on the page and we can't play a what if game in terms of, of what happened. Okay, 2010 to 2019, so we're getting into the real recent stuff, the last decade. Really interesting conversation that I had with myself about the male category for this one. And that is, how do I weigh, again, this is a bit of a Derek Torres argument, but I think this one is much stronger. Um, how do I weigh being really good? in the various events and so I went with Kyle Chalmers. Um, Kyle Chalmers won Olympic gold in a year that he still would have been junior eligible in the 100 free. And I was saying before this podcast, like, what are we going to see that again? <laughs> well, actually we just saw that. Um, Cause I've, I've decided for the purpose of this, that worlds are equivalent to Olympics. So we've just seen Popovich actually one up that already in the next decade but it is extremely rare um i tried to look through all these olympics to find some other junior eligible swimmers that were meddling even in the hundred free um and uh just you know it you can't find anybody it's 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 always been
1: kind of more of a quote-unquote man's world when you are at this level of swimming but even more so as we started to shift into that specialization um that i mean we've always kind of seen but let's be honest it's been way more about you don't have to be good at all of them if you can get a gold medal in one of them it's it's an absolute uh feat yeah. so uh, yeah i can't just trying to even think who have been in the 10s that would have been a junior swimmer and, and done something like that. I can't.
0: Well, so so my my runner up here would be Yannick, Aniel, um, who did his one forty three one I think in the two hundred free, while he was still a junior swimmer, and that's a just you know like and a very 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 good performance that, um, was you know not a world record, but might have been a world record if not for, um. I guess Phelps. Sorry, Phelps. It's not for Michael Phelps and Paul Biederman in a suit. So, like, it is probably one of the most amazing non-world record junior swims ever recorded. But it's not gonna sit up there. um, And I don't think it. I think I gotta give the edge to Chalmers for doing it in a shorter race. Um, And that's why I went with him. Uh, gosh, were there any good junior age female swimmers in this last decade?
1: Pretty big void, competitively, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though?
0: I will say, people, I'm going to give you my answer, but there was... I I thought about this for five minutes. I didn't... I, this wasn't a slam dunk. Of course, it's Katie Ledecky, obviously, okay? Um... Because she's Katie Ledecky. I mean, again, if we would need a refresher, um, she won the Olympics in the 800 free as a junior age swimmer. And she went on um, to break world records in, I believe, the 400, 800, and 1500 as a junior age swimmer. Incredibly impressive um of course there's everything she's accomplished after that you know she 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 made the transition to senior quite smoothly as well um and she continues to be up at that level um but missy franklin also in this decade set a world record as a junior age swimmer and she was you can make a It's not a successful argument, but you can mount a versatility argument for Missy Franklin because she swam freestyle and backstroke. Um, So, you know, she had kind of a wider breadth, but ultimately, you know, she doesn't have, she's not so amazing in the one race and she doesn't have three races the way that Ledecky does in the same decade. So you got to give it to Ledecky. But it was it, like it was at least I had to think yeah, about it's a, it a it's, little bit and it, do my it's math kind of an
1: argument with having to did come up near each other, but not you know at the same time. And what we were seeing from Missy in the moment, if you could if you could make the decision at a particular time, then it would obviously be her. But then letting letting the tens finish out and then Katie Ledecky doing what she did, it's like you just take that trophy right away from Missy and just hand it over to, to Katie Leckie.
0: Yeah. All right. So I finally, I actually did 2020 to twenty twenty nine, just because I wanted to include David Popovich on this list. And I think we've done enough podcasts on David Popovich and you can, you can find enough out there to know, um, you know, what, what level he's at. I mean, he set a world record in the Hunter Freestyle. As a junior swimmer, so that's even sort of one-upping chalmers and and puts him in a conversation with a lot of the other decade winners on this list. And we'll we'll sort of get to that broader argument in a second. But, um, you know, I kind of feel two ways um, about the two. Like, so I, I did sort of pick a female one too, but I just, I think it is extremely unlikely we will see a better junior swimmer, male swimmer than David Popovich in this decade. It, it, I would put the chances at, I don't know, a fraction of 1%. Yeah. Okay. Female, I guess I, I, I think I went with Lydia Jacoby.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is really, like, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, and I, similar. but I don't expect that to hold no. up. No, for it, like a decade it's, with with franklin coming before ledecky it's just it's the the general progression of of women in this this age group and where they're going um there's so much fast swimming happening you know let alone in uh, america on, on itself just right. thinking about the 13 14 15 year olds right now that yeah. are coming I mean, up behind her
0: if you just do basic math there's somebody that's 10 years old right now who could be eligible for for beating that so how am i supposed to have any idea (laughs) i i think it's likely that um she will she
1: will be usurped but we'll see that 10 year old Um, is 16 in in 2028 so
0: yeah yeah all right now let's decide who is the best i mean we need to first like i guess we we got to give it to don scholander right as the greatest Male junior swimmer of all time. So we just figure out who number two is, right, Eric? <laughs>
1: Not at all. I I do. I did come up with an argument for for the women's side, but let's let's get through the guy's side here, as you so. Okay. Desperately want to put do, Don Scholander above Ian <laughs> Thorpe or Michael Phelps at this point. <laughs> okay.
0: So if we have if we have our male list: Don Scholander, Brian Goodell, Alex Bauman, yeah. Ian Thorpe, Michael Phelps, Kyle Chalmers, David Popovich. Who's the best? In your opinion on that list. I I
1: I I mean, I have to go with the one true goat, and that's Michael Phelps. You know, you're talking about peak swims, and we keep comparing world records. You had how many as a junior swimmer? Three. Three. And that's
0: And fly and I am yeah. which I think is important. Yeah.
1: And it's I really don't even I, I can't even imagine Putting anything up against that before or after, like just the sheer, the sheer apex of, of junior swimming, and being able to hold three different world records in specifically two different disciplines, um, you don't see that really anywhere else on on the guys' list. So,
0: yeah, and i I, I think, I think you're right. I think that all Don Sholander jokes aside, Thorpe is close when you just isolate them for these junior years you know it he's he's actually very close, but he's not there, yeah, like he's just not quite got the versatility um that phelps yeah, had would, at the same age He's essentially a middle distance yeah, it they also it, have to look at what junior.
1: phelps is that we also don't know the what could have been scenario with him because of his versatility and what events he decided not to swim in order right. to be able to do some of these things like he came he came on during you know during swimming in the u.s at some of the absolute peak backstroke power. Like right. it, it's a very hard one, two to crack into. And especially when you have somebody like Aaron Pearsall, who no matter what would happen, he found a way to get his hand on the wall first. And, yeah. um, just, you know, with the conflicts with the 200 free and, you know, some mm-hmm. of the great 200 freestylers that we had and the, the world had in the 2000s. So, um,
0: yeah. Um and Popovich, I I think he comes just behind Thorpe as well. Like so if I were to do my top 3, I would go Phelps, Thorpe,
1: Popovich. Yeah. In that order. He's he's making grown men look like, like <laughs> junior swimmers just the way that he's able yeah. to to get out and dominate like that and to be able to to swim that hundred as he did and that is definitely one of those events that's in a man's world um and be able to go the time that he did that's yeah that's that's one of those things where it's like if you're able to provide context in and around it that's a very close third like ian thorpe in a race this is touching out um papa beach If, if we had seen a more insane 200 freestyle out of Popovich, I think he would definitely jump Ian Thorpe. Um, But, you know. Yeah.
0: I think there's kind of three tiers here. I think those guys are on their own tier. I think Goodell and Showlander is another tier. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about, um, you know, who is better than who in that. And then Bauman and Chalmers are sort of the... The bottom tier of the seven greatest junior (laughs) swimmers of all time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Okay. Let's let's um, let's jump over to the women because I think that's a lot harder. Yeah. And you you said you have some notes. I I think. I
1: think. And I don't know if we didn't. I didn't. It dawned on me after we got past. After we got past this decade, and I really didn't because what like you, with some of this stuff it's about overlapping on specific decades and when things happen so um I think one thing that we definitely missed in that 70s 80s is a young woman named Cynthia Woodhead
0: okay I I'm really glad you brought that up because I actually had that on the bottom of here like somebody that just got lost in this whole thing but it was incredible um Cynthia Sippy Woodhead going 158 in the 200 free and I think it was she was either 15 or 16 years old when she did that performance she was and she was Um,
1: actually it's kind of funny you know I'm I'm right now I'm on the most reliable source for information like this and that is Wikipedia um yeah actually it is though she was a junior swimmer when she broke the long course 50 freestyle world record
0: yeah, but that was when there—that was like when the fifty was barely even. Oh, okay, sorry. Like they just made it like the, a year yeah, before sorry, that or something. Then I guess I'll just defer to her. a two hundred freestyle I, world record. Um, but that one was pretty <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, no, that one fifty-one 150, fifty-eight-two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's probably better, like as a junior swimmer, than some of the names on this list, and she just wasn't. She the nineteen eighty happened just... to. And she happened to be in the decade with Mary T and Tracy Cocker. Yeah. So number. just the most brutal competition.
1: Yeah. In, in and, that, in 1980, the number one ranked in 100, 200, 400, and 800 freestyle. Yeah. That's yeah. That's an incredible range.
0: So sort of like Katie Ledecky, if she was also the best 100 freestyle. Yeah. If you shifted
1: Katie at Ledecky, just. At, down one versus the up one. So Katie Ledecky is two to 15. Sippy Woodhead is one to eight. And and maybe only because she didn't have the opportunity to swim to 15, which if she's going to be the number one in the eight, she sure as heck's going to have a chance to be the number one in the 1500.
0: Uh, But So... so Another way that I cheated on this list, Eric, as I'm doing a little re- research in the background, I, I can see already a glaring mistake. And this will sort of probably clarify who I think number one is here. Um, I, I made the mistake actually, Mary T was the year she turned 17 was the year she broke the world records in Brown Deer. So her 205 and 57 in the 100 200 100 butterfly those were as a junior so okay. And that was in the that 80s. That was in the 80s. So I could have actually, if I, I think I, I think I sort of knew that, but I was doing it in the rules. I was like, you can't be two decades. <laughs> but, but if I was, if I didn't have that as a rule, I probably would have picked her
1: for the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, so and this then, definitely, in my mind. I'd say she's the she's one. She's 80s yeah. and, and Sippy Woodhead is the 70s.
0: Oh, I see. No, no, see now, now see now 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 you're contributing to the list.
1: <laughs> what do you think about it? I mean, it's you know, it's hard because she's because you broken. think that
0: one fifty eight two hundred free is better than a two hundred seven two fly in that time period.
1: Well, I mean, it's I get if you're gonna try to get Mary T uh, on the list twice, it's kind of hard because she's she's overlapped those. I don't know. I just but if you're gonna keep you're gonna keep. Um, you're gonna keep her in the 70s, then. I'm I'm taking um, Sippy in the 80s, um, and I know your your whole argument again, but you know you're 16 year old, 16, breaking yeah. the 50 freestyle yeah. world record while also being the best ranked 100 through 800 at the at the same time. I mean, that's that's just a yeah. prowess in in freestyle that, like you said, because of the boycott, we never really got to see so very fortunate for her as a swim, swim fan that she was able to make it to an Olympics and get a silver at a 200, but we never got to see apex powers at the Olympic stage for, for Sippy. So.
0: Okay. So I'm, I'm still going with Mary T though. as my best, she's my top female in this entire list, junior. I just think 205 in the 200 yeah, the junior yeah, I, swimmer yeah, is like that makes you number one.
1: That that's a yeah, it's an it's an insane time for for a junior. I think it's it, the longevity of that event and how that event has gotten so much deeper right now, and how many women are in that 204 to 207 range, and it's um, you know yeah. Agus not too terribly behind in terms of the longevity no but who
0: is behind though who's who's next after mary t i think that's the hardest yeah i and let's throw sippy in there because we gave her kind of like a coach's pick because she's so good so i mean like let's let's start matching these people up like ledecky versus aggers who's who's a better junior swimmer? Like Ledecki has another event. Yeah. Um but in terms of the performances, I, I we have it's hard to say how long those Ledecki <laughs> records are gonna stay. Um we know that Egger's Eggie's two hundred had a long shelf life, so the I think the, the, the ceiling of performance there is maybe a little bit higher.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is no, it, it's tough. I just um I guess I give. It's hard when you trying to put, you're trying to justify it in your own head or give it weight, or you look at what in the context of the era that it was, and you know Agarzegi's swim was phenomenal in in a lot of way, ways, otherworldly. What Katie Ledecky did in the events that she did it in, in the, in the way that she did it relative to her competition. I mean, it was It was just we were seeing we were seeing an evolution in freestyle on the women's side in in her approach and it's no fault against freestyles beforehand and it's not to you know downgrade any of, of what we saw but we saw so nice. we saw a very aggressive quote unquote male like approach to the stroke it, there was a power there and there was a there was a stroke rate and a power in something that we had not seen before when we saw Mm -hmm. her swim that event. And it's really in much the way that Michael Phelps changed the way that we thought about under, you know, being underwater and long course races beyond the hundred backstroke, um, the way that, that she changed the way that we can be the best in, in freestyle on the women's side. It just, yeah i i have to give her the nod as the, like 2a versus 2b versus 2c you know it's like it's it's a touch out they're all separated by like one 100th to me and, and she's got that edge
0: um so i'm gonna uh, i guess there's probably some his that all the biases right in any of this i'm giving it to Eggers i think there's a bit of an american bias that Coming through, right <laughs> coming through the screen right now. Coming through the screen. As a Euro, I got I to gotta give some respect to her. And I would probably, it's interesting, I'm so glad you brought up Woodhead, because I would go probably here, Edgar Zegi, Woodhead. as my two, three, four.
1: I can see an argument for that. Um, you know, it's, it's hard because you can't go back. You can't go back and see what would have happened later that summer in 1980, with with what Sippy Woodhead would have done with you know a couple more months of <laughs> well, training what do do and Janet, rest or what,
0: whatever. What, I'm sorry, yeah. sorry, but what do you do with Janet Evans? Because like she's she's the, she's the LeDecky of her era. Like, what's the difference between LeDecky and Janet Evans? Um, As junior swimmers, like, what is the difference?
1: I yeah, I guess. I don't know. There's just such a... Yeah, Lisa, in the same way that Ledecky separated herself from her competitors as she did. Same thing with Janet. It's just too hard. Janet.
0: It's too hard. It's too, I, I think we'll be able to answer this question in 10 years. Yeah. Because in 10 years, we'll have better context for how Ledecky swims have held up. And then it'll be easier to compare her to Evans because they may maybe if they don't hold up, then I think you might you know, like, look, look at this historically and actually put... I mean, it's, it's
1: okay for them to tie in the moment, you know, not that we want to have ties. We're always trying to change everything, but it's like, it's...
0: And Debbie Meyer is essentially the Janet Evans Ledecky of her era. That's why I went, another reason why I went back to the sixties. I mean, you you really, um, you're going to get historical bias because now the times don't look fast. No. I think she's like 915 in the 800 or something, but she was crazy fast. Yeah. For her time, Um, yeah. Okay, so we're just gonna throw in the towel. We're gonna say it's too hard. Eric, I, I, I think um, I'm so glad I had you on. Yeah, otherwise I think you you were feeling confident.
1: Just been talking to yourself the whole time, and that would have been boring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, despite your denigrating of your own, yeah, (laughs) no. But despite your denigration of your own nerdiness, you had a lot to contribute. Ah. I didn't, um, I didn't,
1: I I didn't have the time or the desire to go as deep as you do with the, the, the decades, but I appreciate your, your desire to, to unearth a lot of this stuff and bring, bring the, the world of, yeah. of swimming from where it was to where it now is to younger, younger audience, especially your swimmers who hopefully have made it all this way into the podcast. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. This is the point at which I know you're supposed to remind me to do all of our plugs. Yeah. So I I've reminded myself to do all of our plugs. If you listen to this, you got an opinion, um especially you can interact with the YouTube version of this and give us your opinion, you know? Tell me um I'm absolutely wrong about all the woodheads out there. That I made up a name for woodhead fans, woodheads. Okay? All the woodheads out there, you come get on there, give us your argument. Tell us tell us, you know, what we missed. Um, all the cockins people, okay, who thinks she was robbed, get on there. Um, like and subscribe, okay. Subscribe on on iTunes. I think I'm a few keystrokes away from figuring out how, how to publish this podcast on Spotify. I'll um which means it'll be a few months until I do. Um, and uh for positive psychology based content, it's uh Christy underscore coach um On Instagram, Eric, did I miss anything plug um, wise? If people have ideas,
1: where can they submit? Them? Oh yeah,
0: for stuff they want to hear. Oh, just put them in the YouTube comments. Eric reads them,
1: <laughs>
0: and sometimes I do too. And we we try to stay on top. We try to interact with people there. So um if you want to interact, please do that. And um then I'll just say thanks for listening, Eric. Thanks for joining me, and um, until next week. Thanks.